Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Welcome again to Passion and Purpose. Here with my dear, dear friends of 30 years now, yes. uh, Ron and Janine, and uh, they serve as area strategy leaders in Southeast Asia uh, for the Antioch Movement. And Janine specifically leads our team training for all of our international work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more than anything, they are our friends, yes. co-laborers. Yes. We cried our eyes out together for the, the lost, mm-hmm. for yes. those who've never heard, That's right. for Jesus to be glorified. Right. We've cried together through life's tragedies That's as right. we uh, have all lived life pretty long now. And uh, we've seen God be faithful. Celebrating the good things. Yeah, yeah, actually just celebrating an incredible mm-hmm. miracle with your grandson. Mm-hmm. So we're going to hear a little bit about what God's doing around the world, specifically mm-hmm. in Southeast Asia. But tell us about the miracle with Boone, your grandson. Mm-hmm. Just take us into that real quick. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll start it, and I'm gonna let Janine finish it. But the the, you know, the excitement of our youngest having their first child, and uh, you know, we had prayed into that for several years, and then she. Uh, Sid got pregnant and then wonderful pregnancy, healthy little baby boy that they named Boone even before he was born. And then we got word that the labor, the labor had started earlier than planned, but the, but the baby was ready to come. And, uh, we, I was awake because this was the middle of the night in America and I was in Southeast Asia and, and like, she's ready to deliver. Mm. And then hours went by with, no word other than please pray and they've tried to vacuum him out and that didn't work and so it's very very tragic situation with his uh delivery so janine why don't you take over from there yeah basically it was a rough delivery and due to that he had too low of oxygen for too long and um after he was born there was a diagnosis that he had two um, symptoms of a moderate HIE, which is a form of brain damage, and two symptoms of mild HIE. And so they put him in a special process that's called cooling for three days. Um, so that gave us three days to begin to pray for this mm. little guy. Mm-hmm. And we initiated prayer around the world. And um, when I arrived back, I was in France when it happened. And I arrived back just as he was coming out of this cooling process, and uh, the doctor prepared us for seizures. But um, as he came out, we were so thankful that there was one hour normal body temperature, no seizures. Two hours, three hours, continued that way, and just celebrated that God had touched little Boone. But the doctor said, hey, we're excited, but we're going to do an MRI. We have to wait three more days for that. And so here again, everybody pray. (laughs) We went a clear... Uh, testimony that God has Let touched Let me interrupt. Him. Some of you out there prayed. I mean, people yeah, throughout the Antioch movement. Yeah. My friend Jimmy prayed. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. MRI came out that he had no brain damage. And so yeah. we just celebrate. Just so celebrate. God's story yeah. in our lives. Our son just sent a photo, our daughter-in-law. They just sent a, a video of 
uh, Boone laughing at his dad, his dad, t- uh-huh. you know, making faces at him, and he's just looking at him and laughing. And so you, we Lord. just are so grateful every place. And even when they came out of the hospital, out of the NICU, and went to their first pediatrician de- appointment, the doctor said, uh, he's not only okay, he is developmentally advanced. And so we, that's, what, that's what prayer does. You know, yes. we believe that when, when God's involved, it's more than we could even ask or imagine. So Yeah, so... so so again, I just just for everybody listening, I mean, this is real life, right? Yes. We're we're contending for the nations. Mm-hmm. We're laying down our lives for you guys, for Muslims person. specifically mm-hmm. and Hindus, uh, to be saved. And at the same time, you, your grandparents and you carry mm-hmm. your kids and you you gotta. It's life's real, man. It's all in one <laughs> yeah. deal, isn't it? Yeah. So walking with Jesus every moment yeah. is needful because mm-hmm. life is consistently in need of our right. prayers, our right. contending for, so for, the, for the, the things of the Lord to mm-hmm. come through. Mm-hmm. So, hey, so, so shift here. Um, then now talk to us about what's God doing in Southeast Asia among mm-hmm. Muslims? Mm-hmm. How are they being, what's God doing for salvation, disciple making? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Well, God has given us this amazing opportunity to care about Muslim people mm-hmm. and live among Muslims uh, starting in 1983, uh, we had a 10-year go of it. We got back to America for what, for what we thought was a very short time, and it ended up being 20 years mm. in which we were part of a church that uh, God used to send people out to the nations. And then he heard my prayer, which I had prayed almost weekly for 20 years, Lord, please give me another shot. I want to go back there. And it wasn't just because we loved the culture and the people and we we kept fluent in the language, but it was because I had walked in places. I had spent many, many days mm-hmm. in places where no one knew of a church. No one had ever met a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. No one had ever seen a Bible. And I just something in me that just said, that's just not right. Yeah. Please, Lord, let me be directly involved in that even though we had the grace to train younger people and send them out and care for them and visit them but there was something in me that said i want to be i want to be back in the throes in the mix i want to personally have opportunity day after day to Mm -hmm. tell people about jesus and Mm -hmm. it's a get to for us man the lines the boundary lines for us have fallen on pleasant places and so we get to meet lost people all the time and i'm not talking that never uh, heard. Angry drop church dropouts, but I'm talking about people that have never heard, never heard who Jesus is. Who is he? Does he live? Where does he live? You know, and yeah, that kind of. Thing. I, I want to interrupt because I've been with these guys on a few occasions in their country, and and by the way, the reason we're not mentioning the country specifically. These guys are willing to lose their life for the gospel and have proven that over and over again and almost lost their lives at different times. But uh, when we talk about not mentioning countries, we're taking care and covering the people that we serve. Right. Right? We, we, we do not want to put them in danger. Right. We've decided mm-hmm. Jesus is worthy of our lives. Right. It means unto death. It means unto death. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to do anything to put them into a position mm-hmm. of vulnerability. So even as this podcast goes out, hopefully around the world, we want to make sure that we cover and protect the people that we serve. And that's the only reason you're not hearing us talk about a particular nation or people group. But let me just say, I've been with them in their area. And I, 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 I get convicted even having this conversation. What am I doing in America? <laughs> because 
every day we would go out and every day whether it was a cab driver or whether it was somebody on the side of the road or a community we would go into never heard like you said, where does Jesus live? Uh, I don't know him. Uh, where does he live? Well, I think uh, I've heard of him. Does he live over there? Does he live yeah. over there down, <laughs> around, down the corner? Um, but when that is, 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 uh, is real, the Holy Spirit is so present, mm-hmm. right? Because the gospel heard for the first time is stunning. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say that the, the weird thing for me is sometimes, you know, I've shared the gospel for years, as you guys have. Mm-hmm. But have you ever shared it and said, this story doesn't make sense? Mm-hmm. Or I'm not making sense today. Mm-hmm. And then this person is like, wow, really? I mean, like, mm-hmm. is it real? And you're like, I'm not. I, I, you didn't get that from my mm-hmm. <laughs> ability. Mm-hmm. But the Holy yeah. Spirit is working mm-hmm. among the unengaged and unreached. Mm-hmm. So take us into stories of where you mm-hmm. see him working. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there's big big things and just the day-to-day and let me just give you some examples of what's very common is to for example get in a cab driver yeah. get in a cab and just strike up a conversation and then steer while he's steering the cab we steer the conversation and and they're not like what we've been used to when we lived in america people are like tell me more yes and and then there's this hold it hold it hold it mm-hmm. The Harold, my arm is standing up as you're telling me mm-hmm. the story, and every time you mention the, that name, uh, I just go. I tell one guy, and I always include the resurrection, and the f- guess how many people saw him after he came back to life, and guess and and in your con- country, how many people does it take to uh, attest to a truth in the court of law? Well, two. Well, there were 512 plus people that saw Jesus alive. And one guy, literally, he literally pulled over and he looked at me, I looked the other way. I'm, in America, you're looking that way as a passenger, I mean the driver here, you're looking this way. Looked at me and said, were those people normal people or were they crazy? No, 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 they saw, they were normal people and they saw him and he goes, wow. And, and just, you know, just the, the power, the gospel is the power of God for salvation. Yes. So we live in a world that is about an island that has about two-thirds of the population, which is quite large, are Hindu, and about a third are Muslims. So we live, we, we're like ready, okay, how do we share with a cousin and how to, a Muslim, that's what we call them, how do we share with a Hindu? And so just the, 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 the diversity of ways that we share. Now, I want to come global, bigger, yeah. the whole island. Okay. So, very few Hindus on our island uh, can really cross the line and say no to their, their many gods and ancestor spirits in order to ex- worship Jesus exclusively. Very few do that. But many want to add Jesus to their pantheon to their hundreds of gods because they like what they hear. Sure. And uh, so that's always a key. But what we're learning is if we can get families or if we can get a better yet, an extended family all getting together in a group, sitting on a straw mat and going through the stories of Jesus out of the gospel, that there's a very strong likelihood if we can get a group of them then we'll have mm-hmm. we'll be on to something. 
So the Lord is, that's, that's what we pray daily. Lord, give us people mm-hmm. that are responsive, yeah. that will gather their families mm-hmm. so they can be a corporate mm-hmm. deal. It's very different than we who make decisions individually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is some traction. There are, we have whiteboard with circles of groups that are meeting, that are literally moving from discovering the truth of the scripture to becoming obedient followers of Jesus. They're somewhere in that scale. And as they do, they really do function like Acts 2, 42 through 47 community. They're already in a house. That's exactly right. The other thing that's happening is, and I want you to jump in here, but God has given us grace to form a mini version of AMI. Mm -hmm. It was called Hope for the Nations years ago. Sent out a lot of people. A lot of those people are now under AMI. In fact, some of you may be listening. We came to the awareness the other day that, you know what? I think that's happening again from that culture, from several cultures who are being discipled and are saying, hey, this means the parts of our country, the huge pockets where there's not the gospel or the church or believers... We want to go there. Mm-hmm. Send us there. Yeah. And they're taking their own initiative. Yeah. They took a, a over Christmas break, not one uh, foreigner involved in this. They took their own team to an unreached people group on a large island looking for some a group of people that have never heard the gospel. And what's sad is they didn't find them. It's they, because they like, they've been praying for that group in, it's in Joshua Project. And they've been praying for them. So they said, wait a minute, we're within reach of them. So we want to go find them and, and change that statistic. Well, so. after planes, trains, and automobiles, they mm-hmm, got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, uh, not trains, but <laughs> boats. <laughs> yes. Trains, boats, and automobiles. They got there. And there was like, nobody had heard of this people group. And so they said, well, I guess we have to just share with the people that are here. And they did. And... Uh, one they and had migrated three and then you know several people of a different religion were dunked and now mm-hmm. meeting groups mm-hmm. and they're yeah. followed up on them in mm-hmm. March again so and let us say that there are things happening all the way across these this area and we are just so excited we share the stories the testimonies of of really uh, the people, these Southeast Asians, catching a vision for Unreached. They are praying for these people. They are going out. And they're going to places that we as Westerners could never go. Could go. Never go. Right. Right. And they are seeing fruit like we could not see fruit in these areas. And so that is so exciting. I have to tell you, one this one group we have, we call them gathers. They are gathering small groups. And so we call them together every other week. And we are going through a chapter of a book called 2414 every every time. Mm-hmm. So we had read a chapter, and it was about it was by a leader in Africa talking about how they got access into different places. And um, I I almost get tears right now thinking about it because sitting in this room full of 20 somethings, and we're a little bit beyond that. We'd love to have another life again, <laughs> but these 20 somethings are sitting in the room, and at the end of reading this. The presence of the Lord was so heavy in that room. And Ron said, okay, guys, I want, I want to hear. What's your response to this? And one after another after another. They're all college graduates, which in our country, only the top 10% of the their generation graduate from college. And so they're in the top of their generation. Every one of them started processing how they could use their degree to get access to take the, this gospel into new areas. And I thought... 
I am sitting in a room of dreams and the Holy Spirit is so present in these dreams. And I thought, I don't have another life to give, but these guys do. And I would rather be mm-hmm. nowhere else besides right here. And mm-hmm. they're going to go places I could never go. So we're in the process of getting government approval for a foundation or a NGO, I guess yeah. it would be, mm-hmm. that will be a covering for everything that they want to do. Plus, being able to sit on a straw mat with a group of people from another religion and have the God, the Bible in front of them talking about Jesus and and that be covered under mm-hmm. this, this, this government NGO. Because yeah. it's spiritual education and you mm. could do that in a mm. village mm. on an island with like 0.01 percent so uh it's exciting mm-hmm. so so again just for for everybody listening uh, t- two or three things we want to make sure to take away is that god's moving among muslims worldwide that's right in historic proportions yeah. so when we're wondering you know golly the world's falling apart, and, mm-hmm. and it is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sin is it's ravaging our world. Mm-hmm. It's being shaken. But the Spirit of the Lord is moving among right. Muslims. Mm-hmm. But not only just like uh, the Westerner leading to the Lord, but then they in turn yeah. are taking yeah. bolder risks That's with right. more fire, more authority, more, mm-hmm. more grace from God, and finding creative ways to do whatever it takes that the gospel might get to their That's people. Right. Yeah. So a lot of times we get locked into, in a, in a Western mindset, my career path, yeah, I'm going to be a good church member, I'm going to, I'll share the gospel every once in a while, try to disciple a few people, man, that makes me really a high bar person. Mm-hmm. But the New Testament believer mm-hmm. that's getting the scriptures for the first time is saying, hey, I have a college degree, even though it makes me elite, mm-hmm. how can I use my eliteness mm-hmm. to get to those who've never heard? Yeah. And I would just say that to all of us, that whatever rut you're stuck in right now, mm-hmm. the way out is connected to sharing the gospel with the lost uh, and, and, and saying, how do I use my resources mm-hmm. that God's given me, whether it's my gifts or my callings or whatever. And then my other exhortation, because of globalism right now, if you're a 20-something listening to this or really any age, if you will say, God, what location do you need me in? Mm-hmm. Not even just take your vocation. You don't have to pray anymore about your vocation. Right. So you've got a vocation. Where could I distribute that rightly? Mm-hmm. In places like Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. there, there could be a million people with only one gospel witness. Right. If you'll take your little computer and do your right. IT job from there, mm-hmm. you could share the gospel all day long. Uh, and spread the glory of God and still have your vocation going. That's what I think is so fa- fascinating about our current current deal. Mm-hmm. So, hey, with the last few minutes we have left here, we've, we talk about sharing the gospel boldly. We talk about reaching Muslims, the miracles of God. Talk to me about the, 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 the prayer, centrality of prayer, mm-hmm. as we've just had this word to us as a movement, get worship mm-hmm. and intercession mm-hmm. Back to the center. How central is that? Connect us Absolutely. to that. Absolutely. So, a couple of responses I'll let you add. One is that from day one, we're trying to teach new disciples to have a prayer life, yeah. but also to believe God for the supernatural, which is not as hard for them as it is for a Westerner. Yeah. And then to pray for lost people in terms of who do you know? that that needs the gospel as we speak as this is being recorded 
We're about five days out from uh, the breaking of the fast, the biggest Ramadan. calendar mm-hmm. event of the Muslim calendar. This is the ninth and we're getting tech, multiple texts a day uh, that says, pray for this people group and pray for, you know, and it's like just, I love it that they're mm-hmm. carrying that passion for mm-hmm. the unreached. Mm-hmm. Do you want to add to that? Yeah, the only thing I want to add is we have one of our team leaders in our area that actually was here for the r event that happened in mm. January. Mm. And she came well, back right. she was... so excited. Yeah. I mean, so excited. And she started saying, we've got to up what we're doing here with this boiler room. We want to stir it up. And Come so on. it has been just multiple we times a, a week. We have yeah. a house of prayer where we're at and it's spreading across our country and um and the and it is the people in our country that are carrying this that are loving this and it's going into multiple languages of people doing this and so i i just love it because it's like one of the words for our country is that it is uh, going to be a bonfire set up where we're at that's going to send sparks all yes. over to the unreached. It's been a strong picture. And I thought, how sweet that the Lord took a spark from Waco, Texas and popped it right in there. Yes. And that bonfire is going. So well, <laughs> I want to say uh, a, a lot of their young 20-somethings follow us on Instagram mm, or the podcast. True. And they actually take it and do it, yeah. right? Here, I mean, in your prayer room. Yeah, they, they've the been fall. in they've been in this prayer room with us where we're doing this podcast. So that's the beauty of the gospel and where we are today. Mm-hmm. But again, it still comes down to doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Obeying, mm-hmm. and in the end, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, if you simply mm-hmm. worship, up. pray, read the Word of God, and obey it, mm-hmm. you'll end up changing the world. Mm-hmm. Because the reach these days is the world, right? Whatever's going on in you, multiply it out to somebody around you. And and maybe my biggest thing is these guys are people of faith. I always get stirred to believe for the impossible. And wherever you are today, I just want to, would you just open your hands, your heart right now. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, would you release supernatural miracles? We talked about boons, resurrection, healing, life, and health. We talked about uh, Muslims and Hindus coming to Jesus and then in turn uh, risking their lives to reach others for Jesus. A miraculous move of the gospel. And we talked about the power of prayer to spark what's in our lives and multiply it out everywhere we go. So I pray for everyone listening today. Lord, would you give them a miracle? Would you move by the power of the Holy Spirit as they present their offering of their hearts and their prayers to you? God, hear their prayers for friends, family, and loved ones. And I pray, even as people are listening right now, would you speak a nation and a people? Would you take their vocation and relocate them to that space and place where the gospel is not? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.